Welcome to Not So Straight Podcast. I'm Squish. And I am Brooke. And it's time to queer it up. This episode, this week, we're going to be talking about Leon S. Kennedy, mostly focusing on him and uh, any other characters that revolve around him. So, you know, Ada is a huge one that we're going to talk about, along with Krauser and probably other people. I'm too lazy to look at the stuff right now, but we're mostly going to talk about him as a character and mostly like his... uh, like the bisexualism that he shows uh, throughout the games that he's in. Because we believe in bi people here. Yeah, because he, he definitely is. I mean, Aid is a huge, like, part of, like, his character, like, interacting with her, but there, there's also other people, too. I think the thing that makes me love Leon the most doing this research is that all of Leon's, like, ship people partners i don't know what you want to call them all like the all the people you could ship him with he has like a hate man swift and i'm here for it he really does like i i don't think maybe like the the least hate one is probably like Luis, but all the other people he has like like a, a enemies to lovers kind of thing going on he really does or even an enemies with benefits thing if you're talking ada yeah, that, that's definitely what it is. So it's yeah, not like she she doesn't change. She doesn't change at all. She's still the same person. There is no part of Ada that is like, "I'll spare you if you're about to die." She's like, "Oh, you're about to die. Bye. Have a yeah. night. I'll find My, someone else." Her best interest is always her own interest. Which you know what? Good for her. Yeah, I think Good it makes her interesting. I feel like, uh, like with a lot of like like, women characters who are, like, on the more evil side. It's almost like a lot of them try to change them so they're, like, quote-unquote good if they're going to do that. But I always respect when they, like, are just like, nope, they're just kind of, like, like this. It's the thing that I hated about the Taming of the Shrew is, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I did not listen to the name of the Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare and think to myself, like, oh yeah, this is going to be a strong, independent woman staying a strong, independent woman. And then I read it, and I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's basically them trying to make her into the quote-unquote ideal lady of that time. They literally starve her of, like... Well, I guess they don't really starve her, necessarily, but still, they, like, try. They like treat her like a dog. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. no. Uh... Yeah, but anyway, back back to Leon. Yes, so I guess we've mentioned Leon before because you can't talk Resident Evil without mentioning Leon S. Kennedy, which, by the way, we were doing trivia the other day and one of the questions was what his middle name is. It stands for Scott, which is the most yeah. hysterical thing I think they could have named him. I you're, don't know why. You're You're a fake fan if you don't know that. I legitimately am like, there's so many, like, he could have been Leon Sebastian Kennedy, or, like, Leon Sylvester Kennedy, or 
Leon Silas Kennedy, and they were like, Leon Scott Kennedy. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott. Uh, I'm... But yeah, like, Virtue, you were looking on the, uh, his wiki and find out found out, like, a bunch of interesting things about him. Yeah, like, who the fuck was gonna tell me that Leon's family was connected to crime and that his entire family was fucking murdered? Like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was probably in something that wasn't, like, a mainstream, like, in a game. It was probably, like, some, like, side, side thing or something that probably mentioned that. They had to have get, gotten it from somewhere, I'm sure. They had to have. Or the wiki is just fucking with us. Like, I don't <laughs> they're just like, know. we're gonna, they don't really give him a backstory, so we're gonna make our own interesting backstory for him. Like, get fucked, I guess. Because, I guess that's that's where, like, uh, I, I guess it makes sense, because, like, with Claire and Chris and everything, them losing family and whatnots, the other problem is, because of the remakes, continuity is a little jacked so like please bear with us as we go through this because in two there's some discrepancies between what happens because you have the original game where like they had the original original two where like there was supposed to be some chick named elsa in it i guess <laughs> elsa <laughs> was it elsa it was spelled I, with the z i don't know I don't know, but you yeah, just said she... that, and I thought I thought you meant Elsa. I'm like, who is that? I don't know. That's what I mean. Is I was talking to someone else who's a fan of Resident Evil, and they were saying how there was apparently a version with someone named Elsa, and I was like, yeah, well, you I got mean, me there. And they're gonna be coming out with the remake for four, so I don't know, like, what's that gonna change? I'm sure it's gonna be a lot because um, the I mean, whenever if you like ask people um. Even, like, hardcore Resident Evil fans, like, a lot of people will say, like, for as, like, clanky as 4 was, that was probably, like, they would say their favorite Resident Evil game. But the thing is, they only had a Fortnite to actually, like, write, like, like that story for that game. For some reason, I don't know why, they only had, like, two weeks. So, like, the original director of uh, Resident Evil 4, I think he, I saw an article of him saying, like, he hopes that in the remake, because he's not working on the remake, but he hopes that uh, the remake is going to make Four's story better than what, because they had such a limited time to, like, do it. Also, fun fact, because they only had that Fortnite, all of the stuff that was supposed to go into making the original Resident, Resident Evil 4, because I guess it was like they had the original story and then it got scrapped and they had to rewrite it. And you might have just said that, and I'm sorry if I just it, reset it. Was it. Probably, I was like, I don't know why they only had two weeks, but it was probably because... I don't know, probably because their original got scrapped and they had to kind of, like, scramble to, like, get something together. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's it, what it was. I, I didn't look too deep into it. Yeah, it was something like that. But they took that storyline and turned it into Devil May Cry. So if they didn't scrap the original, we wouldn't have Devil May Cry and that would be a sin. So <laughs> That's true. But I'm also, like, I want, but I want B.O.W. Leon, though. <laughs> I mean, yes. Because... Like, it's taken them so long. I mean, I guess you could count Ethan, technically. Not that we even knew he was a B.O.W., but, um... But they're two different coins, because, like, yeah. Ethan actually cares about people versus Leon's, like, get fucked. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm I'm jaded by... I have depression. He, um, he really does, too. But like, it's really... It really has taken them to, like, eight, and 
probably nine with like I'm guessing it's gonna be with Rose and I think Rose will technically be the first like actual like BOW main who, character who probably has like powers that they have to put into like the gameplay. So it'll be interesting to see how they like have to change like the battle system for that or like I, I honestly don't know what they're gonna do, but it'd be cool. It would be. It'd be nice to see them actually go through and, and play around with it because I have this weird feeling like they haven't yet. Yeah. And why not? But I, I'm i into it if they end up going down that road for for the next uh, big game. Listen, if Leon could have been anything like how badass Dante <laughs> is, then like, please, for all, for by all I means... Mean, Give us the B.O.W. character. Yeah, like, he could have been souped up from the, the Plogus parasite. He could have, the entirety of 4, he could have had superpowers from <laughs> Plogus, and they didn't give us that. Plus, he, he had those cool, like, red eyes, and you know how many, like, badass-looking Leon fan art of, like, infected Leon with red eyes that I've seen? It's funny, too, because Dante gets red eyes when he goes <laughs> Devil Trigger, oh, okay. and I'm like, you can see the Dante-Leon stuff. I'm like, give Leon a Devil Trigger. <laughs> Pull my devil trigger. Okay, anyway. Um, um, but yeah, like that, uh, so I guess that backstory of his family getting murdered and stuff is kind of, I'm guessing that's, like, why he became a police officer. Yeah, because it was, he was orphaned after his parents were killed because of their crime connections, and then it was the kindness of one police officer that got him through, so then he was like, I want to be a police officer and keep this from happening to people. <laughs> So, so he's a bootlicker. But then in the original Resident Evil 2, he's like, you know how he was like in the movies? That's how he was like in the original Resident Evil 2. Like, he wasn't like, yay, I'm going to work for my first day. He was very much like, he wanted to go to Raccoon City because of um, the attack on the like weird, bizarre murder at the mansion nearby. He had heard about what was happening there, and he's like, I want to go there because I want to find out what's happening. And so then he ended up going, and depending on which version you get, he either runs into Claire, like, in a street, alley, place, or in the mart. So in the new version, it's in the mart. And apparently, like, in the original one, it was more of, like, he was in, he was depressed, basically trying to like figure out his life and where to go. Cause this is like his first real mission. Cause he graduated the academy at 21 and he was like, cool, I'm a go out and do stuff. And then, you know. No, that doesn't happen until later. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so for those of you who haven't played Resident Evil 2, which like, at this point, with how good the remake was, shame. Yeah. Plus, you can get it for you can get most of the older games for cheap now. Yeah, you can. So if you haven't, we recommend that you do play it. I don't know if you can get the original original Resident Evil two, but you can definitely find it on YouTube somewhere. I haven't seen it in years because I played it whenever it first came out, and I haven't since, I mean... and I have no plans to. What console did that come out on? You could just, if you have that old console, you could probably play it. I think PlayStation. Because yeah. I think that was like 1998, 99. I think it was oh, 1998. Okay. So get a, get a PS1. There you go. 
Um, but yeah, so they get stranded in Raccoon City after their car gets blown up by a rogue oil tanker, and then they're trying to find a way out of the city. So they get stuck in the Raccoon City Police Department, which is for somehow the only place that hasn't been infected, so it seems, which is a lie because it is infected. But they get stranded there. They have to go through, and while going through there, Claire finds Sherry, and Leon finds Ada. And that is a great lead-in segue to the first and most major of Leon's ships. <laughs> yep. Ada. Yes. So, Ada Wong is interesting because... Depending on, again, which version of the game you play, in the original game, she tells Leon that she's looking, she's trying to get, she's looking for revenge after uh, her boyfriend died because of Umbrella. In the second one, she lies about being a federal agent to get information about Umbrella. As far as I'm concerned, both of these are lies, and Ada, it's completely joshing him the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm not sure if we'll ever really know her true, like, backstory. I don't think we will. I honestly think that that's, like, a... We... The world may never know, and I'm okay with not knowing. Yeah, it's... It's her business. Yeah, but they... So, I was counting this yesterday, because I was like, I want to get this right. From my count, I think they run into each other a sum total of about four times. I'll round up to five, but from what I counted, from the games that I know and the movies that I know, it was four. I probably missed some because some of them, like, she shows up for, like, five minutes. But the major ones that matter here, there were four that I counted. And they're the second longest standing, quote-unquote, couple besides Wesker and Chris. So, like, good on them. Yeah, if they even are that, I'm not even sure. I don't think so. I Like I said, I think that they are enemies with benefits, and that works for me, so. Yeah, she's like, okay, see ya. Thanks think... for the good time. It, yeah, exactly. Like, every time they run into each other, I love that Ada has zero problem using Leon every single time that they run into each other. <laughs> Yeah, like, in Force, just like, oh, cool, you're here, uh, do this for me. And then she goes away on a helicopter and is just like, bye, good luck, this island's about to explode. Literally leaves him with a jet ski. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take this, bye. It wouldn't even let him go on the helicopter and, like, drop him off somewhere. They're just like, bye. She's just like, here's a jet ski, hope you can get off, sucks if you don't, bye. Yeah. And then there was that random weird flirting moment that Ashley had with Leon, and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? I have no idea. But yeah, it, it's like, when they first meet is in 2, where Ada is trying to get secret information on Umbrella. No matter what story she tells him, she's trying to get secret information on the T-Virus. She... Yeah, or probably like a sample or something. Yeah, I think she's trying to get a sample. And... In both versions, uh, 
I believe she does not succeed. And she also gets knocked out along the way. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, rip. Does, didn't she, like, almost die? Both times. In one of them, she's attacked by the tyrant, I believe. And then in the other one, um, she, like, falls into a pipe or something, or off a yeah, pipe. Yeah, like, um, yeah, she gets, like, pushed off a ledge and, like, falls and, like, like cuts her leg or something. Which is only the first time that, you know, people think that Ada is dead. So, it's fine. You know, it's one of many. And Leon himself is like, well, because Leon and her have a lot of back and forth banter in two. There's a lot of like, she's always like, oh, I have these cool gadgets. I have all of this stuff up my sleeve. I'm super flexible. I have amazing fight prowess. And he's like, oh my god, so do I. And then she's like, that's cute. You think you're actually good at this. <laughs> I, am, I am the expert here. And she is, like, in two when they first meet, he is just a lowly police officer with arms training and some hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. And she's like, I will break you with one look. And I'm like, yes, you will. Whenever you talk about their banter, I just think of the the Resident Evil 2 fan dub. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen real-time fan dub, especially of Resident Evil 2, I recommend it. We both recommend it we've watched it like four times together yeah it's pretty great yeah it is i'm like i hope i hope they do another resident evil game uh, which one were we hoping for we were hoping for seven right or was it eight it, it was probably either seven or eight yeah it was one of those with ethan is what we're hoping for them those... to give heisenberg like a country accent <laughs> Please. He almost had his country accent anyway, so it kind of works. Yeah. Um, but back to Leon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they, after everything happens with Ada, Leon escapes with Claire and Sherry, and because Sherry was infected with the G-Virus and then saved by an antidote, uh, Claire's like, I'm gonna continue looking for Chris. And Leon's like, cool. I am guess I'm gonna take this little girl then. And then the government is instantly like, nope, we're gonna take her in for testing because she's a B.O.W. And he's like, oh. She is, because they haven't figured it, that out. Like, even if you get cured, you still carry, like, the antibodies from it. And that's what gives people, like, their powers. Exactly. And he's basically like, because he survived Raccoon City, and he's one of the few people who did, they were like, hey, you're a police officer. You're good at taking orders. We're going to offer you this deal where we're going to train you to be a special operative specifically geared towards taking out BOWs. What do you think about that? And Leon was like, as long as Sherry goes to good people, then okay. Which, I think he should have said no. <laughs> I don't think he could <laughs> say no, but when you look at what happens to him in the rest of the series, I'm like, you should have just said no and gone home and been like, I need a therapist. I don't need a job, I need a therapist. 
Yeah, it might have stopped him from becoming, like, a depressed alcoholic. Yeah, probably, but, you know, it didn't. So, um, but because of this job, he gets tons of run-ins with Ada. Like, their next one is in four, that I can think of, is in four. And she's trying to get her hands on a plagus. And we already talked about the fucking jet ski. Which I just, I'm never going to get over that. No, that was pretty funny. It's just like, good luck. And again, every single time that she runs into him, it's like, oh, Ada, you're here. And she's just like, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, guess I must be in the right place then. I feel like it's the sense of like knowing, oh, okay, there's a disaster happening. Because Ada's here and Ada's always here when chaos starts. (laughs) She always is. Yeah, she's the start of the chaos. She knows. And then in the movie, I believe it's Damnation, where they're in the Eastern Slav Republic. Ada is there to seduce Madam President. And they have one of the best run-ins in like the beginning of the movie, where they run into each other. And it is highly, highly kind of uh, implied that the two may or may not have uh, done stuff in the past. <laughs> I mean, I, would, catch I wouldn't I would put it past her. No. Absolutely not. Ada would... If Leon was like, let's do this, Ada would be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm gonna rock your world. And then she would leave. He would fall asleep and she would leave. She He would wake up in the morning like, Ada! And would be like, oh no, never mind, she's <laughs> dead again. No, she she never she never sticks around. No, no. If the two of them have ever had sex, she has bailed right afterwards. And probably has like left a note that was like could have been better. <laughs> that was kind of bad. <laughs> better luck next time. But they have that run in and then she's like, "So I have a president to seduce, so bye." And he's like, Okay, and that's also where he ends up meeting JD, who we didn't really have a section for, because there's not a whole lot that that happens, but just know that JD happens. We'll get to that later. Um, JD, RIP. I know. JD was the one that we were rooting for. In this whole list, JD, I think, is the one that we were like, but why? Why? Could have been soulmates. (laughs) I know. God. So then you have six. And I think six is where Ada canonically, like, disappears. And this is kind of why we think that they went into seven and, like, bringing in a new a new main character in a canonical sense, not in, obviously, like, a game production that they wanted to go back to, f- to more of, like, a horror genre than just action and guns. And he's the only one who can distinguish real Ada from fake Ada. Like, we mentioned this in the episode of uh, the Resident Evil Women with Ada. But, like, for real, everyone else is like, oh my god, it's Ada Wong. She did all of this dangerous, dumbass crap. And meanwhile, Leon's like, hmm, this seems kind of sloppy. Doesn't seem like Ada. Also, what is she wearing? I know, that, that outfit, like, didn't make any sense at all. 
that outfit was like, like Ada wears some sleazy clothing, but she always keeps it classy. And then you see fake Ada and you're like, they looked at Ada and were like, ah, she would wear this like super low cut top. And she's like, I have class. I have class. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> this is also the one where she gives him secret government information and whatnots on like the C virus and everything. Um, in a convenient little case that kind of looks like an engagement ring case. I actually, I actually a little bit forgot what she gives him, but she leaves it for him, and he's like, "Oh, Ada." And it was one of those moments where I remember we were watching the YouTube, uh, like a YouTube cutscene movie of it, and whatever I was doing at the time, I stopped and I was like, "Oh my god." Brooke! Brooke! They're canon now! Like, that was my literal reaction. Oh my god. <laughs> it was! I was just like, yes! And then Ada canonically died. So, with quotations <laughs> heavily yeah. around died. I'm like, she's. De I think she's definitely still doing her spy stuff. Because I can't really see her, like, giving that up without just her eventual death from doing that, basically. Yeah, no. And it's funny because in a lot of ways, Ada is that morally gray character. She's not... She helps the protagonists, but is also not working with them. But it's one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. She's like, I want to get information. You're after the people who have information. If I can get you there, I can get information. And I know you can't track me because I'm better than you. So, I'll just use you until we get there, and then I'll peace out and maybe you'll die. Like, that's kind of her vibe. And it works even in 6, when she's like, okay, you guys are going to kill my clone. And when that happens, I'm just going to peace out. And none of you will know where I went. And the entire world's going to be like, the spy Ada Wong is dead. And she's going to be like, yes I am. Peace, y'all. Yeah. And we know she, they had her in the concept art for Resident Evil 8, but didn't end up, like, putting her in the game. So I almost wonder if she's going to show up in, like, the DLC that they're working on. That would be fantastic. And we know that, like, Leon needs a lot of therapy by, by the point that 8 takes place. So, like... <laughs> yeah, he's probably, like, a hermit by now. Oh yeah, he probably has just drank himself into a coma. We'll get to why, don't you worry. Um, so then after her, we get into the Resident Evil 4 stuff, which there was some Wii game that happened, which is where Krauser, who's the next person, is introduced. And I guess, so this is like the whole thing of that game where they meet. This is the whole whatnots. Krauser and Leon are both so like, well, Leon is sent because he's a government operative and then Krauser is chosen to go with Leon as his partner into a South American country to fight a crime lord. Grr. And like, wow. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> but because of my <laughs> hand motions, I had to. So... They do this mission, and it has, like, this one girl who 
I forgot her name. And it doesn't really even matter. But they end up helping her. And, like, her dad, I think, is the crime lord. And he there's T-virus stuff happening. I have not seen the game. I did not know it existed. I just read an overview. But apparently that's where him and Krauser meet. The most important part of this is that, like, Krauser is pretty much the first person that Leon opened up to about Raccoon City. And was like, it fucking sucked. And It sucked, dude. I did not have a good time. Right, and since they're fighting zombies in South America at the time, Krauser's like, dude, I get it. And I'm like, no, I don't think you do. But you know what? That's that's fine. It's fine. We're just gonna we're just gonna move on from that. But then the two of them finish the mission and during it Krauser gets injured. So Leon has to go on all alone. And they end up saving the girl who goes into protective custody because Leon apparently is much like Claire where he just keeps getting like a like orphaned children and then giving them a place to stay (laughs) (laughs) become your temporary parent yeah like claire and leon are the parents i wouldn't call them a couple because they have like zero chemistry but yeah like they're the parents of resident evil they keep getting children that they're just like guess this is you know my child now But guess this is my lot in life. Yeah, exactly. But they part ways. And then Leon finds out from another source that Krauser died. And he's just like, well, rip. Which, it's gotta kind of hurt, because like, he's the one person who, at this point in Leon's life, really understands everything that happened to him. Like, oh, besides Claire, obviously. But Claire got kidnapped, and he had to get in contact with Chris. Which is a whole thing. So, like, there's a lot (laughs) that kind of goes into it, like, with Krauser, where I'm just like, they had, like, the perfect stuff until, you know, you find out that, just kidding, I faked my own death. (laughs) The good old I faked my own death thing. Yeah. Because he returns in four as Leon's enemy. And this has led into the knife play joke between us that because they have a knife fight, because of course they do. They, they definitely have a knife kink. You can't convince me they don't. No, like the the moment that they meet in four, there's like an instant pop between the two of them because they worked together before to the point where even though they're enemies, they end up working together to fight at points in four and you're sitting there being like doesn't have to be like this you don't have to be on opposite sides but krauser is i believe working for albert wesker uh yeah i think so yeah and like we all know that nothing good comes from working for albert wesker generally death comes from working for albert wesker so usually yeah but they work well together. And it's, you know, unfortunately, though, he lies about his death and a lot of other things. And he's a cheater. And, you know, he's 
unfortunately destined to die a horribly painful death at the hands of Leon and Ada, because that's exactly what happens. Because I think he's another one that gets like exposed to the virus, or to the Plagueis, gets turned into like this horrible beast, and then they have to take him down. And it's once again Leon being like, great, someone I could have, you know, loved forever, dead in front of me. <laughs> Another one of my soulmates is dead. Yeah, literally, Leon and Chris just have the worst time with love interests. Every time one of them comes into the equation, something happens. They're both cursed. Forget Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. They are the Cursed Children. They really are. They just, like, everyone dies around them. <laughs> they really do. Like, looking looking through Chris's wiki and then Leon's wiki, I'm like, y'all, maybe you should stop what you're doing. Because literally it's like, oh yeah, Chris goes into, Chris heads this one group. Everyone died except Chris. And I'm like, at what point were his superiors like, I know it's not your fault, but now we're superstitious. Maybe you shouldn't be the leader. Yeah, maybe we're, gonna, we're just going to demote you. Yeah, maybe we're just going to demote you back to being a foot soldier. Like, this is this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, Resident Evil 4, the person you meet during the game. And towards the beginning, actually. Uh... Yeah, wasn't... I'm trying to remember, wasn't he, like, tied up in, like, a house or something? He was. The first time you meet him, I think Leon gets, like, knocked out and tied up. And when he wakes up, he's tied to the back of someone. And the first... Oh, yeah. Their first interaction is literally Luis being like, Hey, I'm Luis. Do you have a cigarette? And Leon being like, <laughs> I have gum. It's like, uh, I don't smoke. Yeah, I'm like... You idiot. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, the best part about this is that Luis is actually a doctor, too. I don't know what he's a doctor of, though, so, like, it's, don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's probably, like, I don't know, <laughs> performing arts or something. <laughs> I could see it. Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised he is a very good... I mean... He's like, I love Shakespeare. <laughs> and honestly, we're putting... There's not a lot to talk about with Luis, because he didn't do a whole ton, but we had to put him in here because... Up until this point, all the media we had seen involving Leon had had him with a bunch of, like, the other girls. Like, oh, here's Ada, and here's a random offshoot, and here's a random offshoot. Yeah, and it's it's usually a lady. But, and though sometimes it's a guy. I mean, he has his group of boys. He does. In, Dam in Damnation. He does. So, like, it, w it was nice because we were like, as soon as we saw Luis, we were like, oh my god, canonically, he has guys he flirts with. Yes, here we are. Yes. So, I mean, crowds are a lot, but, like, <laughs> Luis was the first one that we saw, and immediately I was like, please don't kill him. They're fantastic. I want Leon and Luis to live together forever. And then they immediately were like, get fucked. So... And, of course, Luis lies to Leon because all of his love interests lie to him. Every single one of them. Except for, like, two that I can think of off the top of my head. 
<laughs> right. Everyone want else. Me to, want me to... Really random, but do you want me to play Leon's greatest line ever? Sure. Where's everyone going? Bingo? Yeah, that's <laughs> literally like the best line Leon has. <laughs> I think that's the one everyone remembers. That's the one that when they remake four, we're <laughs> like, keep that. That's that's the one they have to keep. They can't get rid of it because it's legendary. And the best part about it is like before that scene, because we I think that was where you and I gave up both of us playing Resident Evil Four was at that scene. <laughs> oh, I tried. I I found out I cannot I cannot do tank controls. Neither they can suck. I. <laughs> and like to have to turn like manually turn yourself where you can't just like move with the camera like you you normally can in like games nowadays. It's like even in the HD remake it's still a tank controls and the camera doesn't exactly work very well either. It'll jerk me around sometimes so I get all like turned around and yeah, it it was just a bad time. Yeah, and in that part of 4 it's like you are in a vill you're in like it's the very beginning of the game and you're in a village and you basically just have to run around. Yeah, it's like our it's like literally the same as like RE8 when you're getting chased around by the lichens and it's basically like a timed event where you just have to survive. Yeah, and neither of us realized this, so we both were like, we can just kill zombies until it's done. And then we watched then we watched the cutscene movie and it was literally just like, Oh my god, no, you literally they just <laughs> keep coming. And then I mean, finally Not to mention that chainsaw guy just like instantly kills you. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with chainsaws because of Resident Evil, so... Yeah, they can be cool sometimes. Definitely not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If we ever decide that we're <laughs> going to have a horror movie channel where we get to, like, rate horror movies, like we're doing with this, just know that... We still that... have to watch the new one, though. Yeah, we have to watch the new one, but we both hated the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was, it was just so bad. <laughs> if you want your chainsaw content, please play Resident Evil. Anyway, yeah. that's totally <laughs> off topic, but you said chainsaw, and that was the first thing I thought of. Um, but yeah, so I think there's also a thing with Leon's uh, with Leon's love interest in the games, at least, where every single one of them has to work for Wesker at some point in their life. Because <laughs> Ada does, and she calls Wesker an idiot. Um, Krauser does, and he dies. And Luis does, and he dies. So... Get yeah. wrecked. <laughs> I think most of them do besides uh, Angela from that one movie. I think we just like never see her again. <laughs> no, she, yeah, she's like, which is funny because we're about to get to her. She's like the only <laughs> one that he gets action with. And yet, yeah, they, they actually they actually kiss, right? They do, yeah. And then afterwards, she's like, I hope I get to see you again. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, okay, like, maybe. He's like, mm, if I had to call it, you're probably going to get the call tonight that you have seven days to live. So, like, count your blessings. He's like, the kiss wasn't that great, see? <laughs> he was like, I did it to save your life. Have a nice day. Hope you enjoy the last few years you have left. Well, anyway, so he wants to get a... So, basically, Luis wants to get a Plaga egg, but he tells Leon that he's also a captured police officer. So that way the two of them work together. Because, again, Leon's gullible. Like, 
Chris and Leon are both, despite all of their years of being fucked over by literally everyone, somehow Leon still trusts people. He's, he can be very gullible. Extremely so. I'm like, Leon. I'd say that definitely better. changed after four, though. Yeah, after four, he definitely. Because in six, man, he meets Jake, and it was like instantly was like guns out ready to go he was like i don't trust you <laughs> yeah or that's like how he is in vendetta which i would say is probably like the most unhinged yet and i found out why that is too so i was like oh hey nice yes we'll get to that um but yeah then Luis dies so once again we're down to ada being like his only love interest and also jd so, like, well, no, because JD dies, too. Yeah, unfortunately. I guess, so we'll go with JD right now, because we didn't make a section for him, because unfortunately, there's not a whole ton. He was in one movie. That movie was the same one with Ada, where she's seducing Madam President of Eastern Slovakian, or the Eastern, the Eastern Slav Republic. The ESR, we'll call it. <laughs> yes. And... Because, once again, they're like, this is in the real world, but we're going to make it up. Pretty much. Like, we, we could have had this be in, like, an actual country, but no. No. We didn't want to do that, so it's the Eastern Slav Republic. Deal with it. Um, but they have a Madam President, so go them. Um, and she's a badass. She's, like, KGB trained. She's not actually KGB trained. I don't know what she's trained in, but she trains the military for her country, and I was like, get it. She stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with Ada, which is not an easy feat, because Ada fights in fucking six-inch heels. Yeah, so she knows her stuff. She does. It's literally, Ada is even like, damn, this is hot. She can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with me. And Madam President is like, I will win this. I'm prepared for this fight. And Ada's like, yeah, but you're not prepared for me. She was not prepared for Ada. I actually yeah, forgot she, how that fight wasn't. went. But I just know that, like, in the end, Ada survived and she didn't. So, like, take that as you will. Um, Back to Leon. Leon gets captured because, once again, <laughs> there's this running gag in Leon's story that he's supposed to be on vacation and every time that he's supposed to take time off they're like oh hey and in the movie it's like he had just finished a mission and he was supposed to be leaving but they were like hey you happen to be near this crisis going on do you think you can respond and he's like Hannigan, you know I'm supposed to be off duty. And she's like, yeah, that's great. You're going to respond. And he's like, great. Cool. Like, that that means nothing to me. Yeah, she's literally like, get fucked. So he goes, and then the country goes into lockdown. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> minutes later. And he's like, great. Guess I'm stuck here. And throughout this whole time, because he's an American in the Eastern Slavic Republic, and they're having a, a revolution right now, he gets caught by revolutionaries who are like, we want stuff. And one of them, his name is JD. He's super into like Western. Can you call it Western? I guess you can. He's super into like American music. And he's just like, oh yeah, we have American music here. I love. 
forgot which one he says he loves. Because he named, like, I feel like he actually named a band or a performer. And Leon was like, cool. <laughs> All I can think of is the guy in the Behind Enemy Lines movie who kept singing Ice Cube songs. Yes. That's... He's like, public enemy number one, one, one. <laughs> that is how JD is. He's he's one of those where they're supposed to be interrogating Leon, but it goes poorly because the place that they're supposed to be interrogating him gets attacked. Leon breaks out of his bonds because he was never captured to be he was never really captured in the first place the whole time they're like we're gonna torture you and get information and leon's like okay go ahead let's see what you got go ahead and do it i don't give a shit he's like add to my life of torment and see how it affects me because it <laughs> and jd's like okay so, but they don't get to, and then Leon ends up helping them because he really doesn't have a choice. Like, at all. And... No, no, he really doesn't. <laughs> no. And JD and him become friends throughout this whole movie. They're like, aw. <laughs> yeah, they, he even gets Leon to do a fist bump. He does! He's like... <laughs> the funniest part about that shot is it, like, is zooming out. And you see Leon in the foreground, just, like, shaking his head. He's like, I can't believe I'm fist-bumping this dude right now. He's like, that was so cringe. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But he does, and he's just like, fine. <laughs> it's kind of cute, though. I think I think JD said something like, you're, you're my homie, or something like that. He does. He's like, either, like, you're my homie or you're my bro. Whatever he says, it's literally like... I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was like Cloud and Wedge, or... Yeah, I think it's Cloud and Wedge in the new in the new in the in the remake of Seven, where Cloud's like, "I'm not your bro." <laughs> I'm not your bro. <laughs> Leon and Cloud are almost the same character. Let's be honest. Pretty much. And yeah, and then unfortunately, though, like all of his other love interests, JD dies. In, like, a horrible fashion, too. He ends up getting infected, I think, by some Plogus or something. I, yeah, I think it was Plogus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was some variant of Plogus. I think it was, like, a dominant Plogus, where um, the dominant Plogus only merges with, like, a viable host, and he's not a viable host. Yeah, it's kind of like Ouroboros. Yeah, so... Rip JD. It was a very sad day for us. We 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 were Yeah. It's okay, we can pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. We'll... And we can write them in happy AUs and stuff. Cause he deserved better. Yeah. He was Leon's homie. <laughs> he was Leon's homie. If nothing else, I'm like, I want them to be best friends. And like every AU that anyone <laughs> does, JD yeah. should be his best friend. And like if anything, uh Leon really does need, like, a friend or something. He... Someone he can talk to, because he's just, like, by himself. Also, he needs, like, a low-key best friend, because... Yeah. Like, I mean, he has... Him and Claire talk sometimes, but I feel like it's more, like, on a professional basis than, yeah. like... It, se it seems like the further we go, the more, like, they just kind of talk 
when there's like business that they're like a mission or something that they're both on yeah it's shop talk but they don't really yeah like you never see them like you know like texting each other or just being like, like just talking yeah like just like talking casually and stuff yeah versus i feel like jd is the one person in the canon universe where he ends up just shooting the shit with and i just yeah leon deserves that leon's gone through and, a lot of bullshit yeah like he, he just needs someone like he just needs someone like that as like a stability thing because <laughs> He is very alone and unhinged if currently. I, if I was ever going to write a Resident Evil fan fiction of any variety or sort, I want Leon to be like just like a person who's just work oriented and constantly doing it, and then JD to just be like the cringy best friend that he's always afraid is going to show up at like a work event. <laughs> <laughs> who comes? If I just like. He probably just like randomly shows up at his apartment or house or whatever and is like, come on, we're going to this party or we're going to this the bar or something. No matter what scene he shows up in, he just constantly is wearing like some old rock t-shirt that's just like some grunge or rock band t-shirt that no one knows the name of, but he does somehow. And then like ratty jeans and Leon's in a suit and he's like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to be. All right. <laughs> but you know what Leon Leon needs the friend who takes him out of his comfort zone because his comfort zone is literally killing zombies and that's not a good comfort <laughs> zone to be in no he he needs something else he does so rip JD and now we, we, we get to like the most canon of canon somehow even though it happened in like even though it happened outside of the prime universe because apparently the canon universe for resident evil is like called the prime universe or something yeah it sounds about right yep it does so angela curtis i think her last name is curtis i know her name is angela she's voiced by laura bailey which I think when we watched it together, I was like, oh my god, she's voiced by Laura Bailey. I automatically like her because I love Laura Bailey. Anyway, so this takes place during an animated movie, but it's the one where, we mentioned it before, it's the one where Claire is in it and Claire is in a... Uh, is with the senator. It's the one where she has to fight with an umbrella and then Leon throws her a gun and she headshots like three zombies in a five second frame. And everyone's like, why didn't we give her a gun before? And Leon's like, yeah, why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that like in an airport or something? It was, and she was taking uh, care of Ronnie, the little girl. Yeah, and then that douche guy. Yeah. Which like, you need to protect me, not a little girl. And they all were like, get fucked, Senator. And like, refused to like, let her have a gun. And I'm like, alright. <laughs> he was, and he threw Ronnie, and the reason why she had to go out there anyway was because he threw Ronnie to zombies. And he's like, here, have this child as bait. <laughs> and Clara immediately bitch smack him when he got back, when she got back. And I was like, good, he deserved that. And she was like, how dare you? She is a child she's going to have nightmares for the rest of her life because of you and he's just like this bitch just slapped me and leon's like slap him again 
Slap him again. I want to see it. <laughs> It'll be fine. But then at the same time, I'm like, is that this movie? I'm pretty sure that's this movie. Because I'm pretty sure after after that happens, uh, it's like they're trying to find out how the virus got into the thing in the first place. And anyway, Angela is on the scene. She's a she's a special agent, I believe, or a special ops, and they send her out to with her partner to work with Leon to try and catch someone. They end up finding out that it was actually her older brother, whose name I did not post here because it doesn't matter, who, I think it was like Martin Curtis or something. And she's the one who's like, oh no, it's him. <laughs> and, oh shit. Yeah. She's like, that's my brother. And he stole the T-virus because... Is it the G-virus? G oh, I'm sorry, yeah, it's the G-virus. He stole a variant of the G-virus because he apparently was working on it beforehand and was like, we should shut this down. But they didn't. Bad things happened. I forgot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, if they made a hybrid of the T and G-viruses, they would probably balance each other out. They would, probably. Yeah, you're not wrong. And make kind of a more stable, less virulent virus. Which would be nice, because, like, if you're going to have these viruses, they actually try to do something like that, too. Like, they try to do... In one of the games, they try to use the T-virus to keep other viruses in check. Yeah, so I'm like... I, I mean, I can see it from a bioterrorism standpoint. They can cause mass chaos and kill a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So, But I mean, if you want to utilize it, right, it needs to not kill as many people, basically. Yeah, and I mean, Glenn Arias, ironically, is the one who figured that out. And I'm like, of course he did. <laughs> nah, stupid asshole. The crazy one. And, uh, but yeah, she... And anything else on that? Besides them kissing and Claire being like, chemistry. Because Claire is there when they're parting ways, and Angela is dressed up for no apparently explained reason. Because the whole movie, she's she's in cop gear, and then suddenly she's Miss Congeniality wearing like makeup and everything. And it's like, makeup. well, I hope I'll see you again. But she never yeah, does. We, pro we probably won't, but... Yeah, but then it... They never do. So. Sucks. And then I, th I think we put in here the downward spiral of Leon because it's important. One of the things to know is I think Leon's biggest ship slash Chris's biggest ship is Leon and Chris. <laughs> yes. Which, like, okay. They meet in, like, 2010, because I guess Claire is giving a conference, and Leon goes to it. It's the first time that they've ever met, because before that point, Leon has only contacted Chris to tell him that Claire got kidnapped. Which, you can imagine that Claire, that Chris is probably like, oh shit, this dude again. <laughs> Not this guy. This fucker. 
and because they both fight bioterrorism, both of them are uh, pretty fucked up in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, like, that's kind of how they're very similar and that we can see just how jaded they become from what seems kind of like an endless fight against bioterrorism at this point. If you look at them and, like, the first games they showed up in, they're very, like, hopeful and wanting to, like, save people. And then, like, by the latest games and movies, um, they're, like, probably, like, a shell of the person they once were. Oh, yeah, now you look at them and you're like... Like, when you see... If you guys end up watching Vendetta and you see Leon, you're like, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, like, he's he's literally... They find him in a... Like, in a bar, just, like, already drinking. I think he's probably almost, like, already almost drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think one of the things that really hits hard with Leon that Chris also has the problem of is, like, again, like we said, love interests dying and also, like, his entire team's dying. Because after Resident Evil 6, it's, like, he goes on another mission where everyone dies. And that's what leads into him drinking his sorrows away in uh wherever the fuck they went uh, it's like in, i think it was in south america somewhere i think so and that's he's seen drinking there because much like chris does in six he's trying to forget that like everyone he knows and loves died so you know rip yeah and the the ptsd dreams It's, it's it's rough. And, like, again, in Infinite Darkness, which, again, if you guys haven't seen it, it is actually pretty good. And yeah. in Infinite... I think, it's, I think it's still on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. I think so. And it's a Netflix original, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it should be there, like, forever. It'll never disappear. But um, in that one, he, again, has people that he meets. Specifically, another dude. Uh, he meets a guy whose name is... I think it's i want to say it's gene it's jason he meets jason who he uh, oh yeah yeah jason and um shun may oh yeah the agents yeah and like he even ends up again like he did with krauser opening up about raccoon city to jason and saying how like how rough it was and like how he's been fighting bioterrorism and it feels like a losing battle except when they <laughs> when they talk only to get betrayed again <laughs> again and this time though he knows it's coming because jason if you remember jason's like oh but i understand why they nuked raccoon city because after all they you know had to make sure that it didn't go anywhere and leon was like no <laughs> no i was there they could have done something they <laughs> didn't yeah like they didn't even try to evacuate people out of there they literally were like and that's why they took leon and were like hey like I think they, like, opened the gates, and they're like, the gates are open until, like, uh, sunrise, and then we're gonna nuke the city, so you better get out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like they tried to be like, oh, no, we can salvage this. They basically, like, it was basically an experiment. What would happen? Yeah, like, I think it was, oh, I don't even know how much time they had. I think it was, like, a maybe a 12-hour warning, if even. If even. Yeah, they basically were like, you all are going to die is because we wanted to see what happened if the T-Virus was released into an open city. And uh, Oh yeah, they were they put it in the water supply. Yeah. So, 
Rip. <laughs> In case you were wondering, is Umbrella evil? The answer is yes. Yes. And it it's just it's you know, it's it's sad. It's it's sad that And then all their all their shell corporations they use to just go by a different name. Yeah. It's Which is really realistic to how um like actual umbrella like worldwide corporations work here. Like they have the main corporation, but then they also have like the brands they own, the shell corporations and everything too. Yeah, don't get me started on like Whole Foods and Amazon. <laughs> Nestle. <laughs> Nestle. I actually I actually talked to someone from Nestle like a couple of days ago. And as soon as someone told me that there's a rep from Nestle here at my job, I was like, No, we don't work with them. Like, I'm about to kick them out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, No, no, we we don't work with them. And I was like, yeah, that'd be like, at like a like an independent um, pharmaceutical company that's still somehow like separate from Umbrella. Having an Umbrella rep come in, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my my company. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it felt, and like, it's a it's a weird feeling when you because I work at I work at a mom and pop health food store, so having any big brand come in and be like hi we're here that would be like coca-cola coming in and being like hi so we want to talk to you about like this organic drink i would be like no <laughs> get out get out it's, i know it's not actually organic also i know that like i i, I isn't know like a big business yeah isn't like when they you know how they can get like certified like organic aren't the like stipulations for that aren't that strict they are strict, so okay. this ha totally has nothing to do, but here's a lesson on Certified Organic. <laughs> um, for those of you who didn't know about Certified Organic, you have to pay for it. Uh. Because if, for instance, if you're doing vegetables, for vegetables, your farm has to be grown to organic standards from the USDA standards. Uh, they have to be grown to those standards for seven years, and they test religiously. And if there's a farm downwind that does not, that uses pesticides, and they somehow blow onto your field, that can break your seven years. So, like, they are strict in some aspects, but Dang. I also warn people that it is money-based. So, like... Yeah, can't they just, like, pay the fee, and they'd be like, say I'm organic, and they're not actually, like, organic. I am sure, 100%, that there are companies like Horizon or Organic Valley <laughs> that have probably shelled out enough money that they have just bought their way into it. Like, I could see, to relate this to this, I could see, like, Umbrella doing that, where they're, like, they just, like, pay, like, inspectors in, like, like the U.S. Department, like the FDA or whatever the fuck they would go through. Just, like, pay them and be like, say our stuff is safe. <laughs> like, I, there is a hopeful part of me, because I work in the health food industry, who wants to believe that people are always 100% yeah. when they do these things. But at the same time, you have, mm -hmm. when Hershey's and Reese's comes out with organic varieties of their <laughs> most popular chocolates, a part of me goes... No, you just took out the preservatives <laughs> yeah. and called it organic. Basically, yeah. And it's like, like I, like I am a nihilist, but I also like want to believe that people are like inherently good. 
but sometimes it is very hard. <laughs> I want to believe that people do the hard part and like actually stick to strict regulations. And there are a lot of yeah. big companies that do. And again, like looking at Umbrella, I'm sure that if you look outside of Umbrella at their competitors, you would see, you could say something like, um, I don't want to not try sell because that's owned by Wesker and like what really. <laughs> That's them. But looking at Umbrella, I'm sure there's some subsidiary of Umbrella that actually did stuff to regulations and wasn't about trying to fuck all their employees over. Um, I'm sure in the beginning, probably. And I'm sure that there's a lot of employees who had absolutely no idea that their employer was batshit crazy and evil and had no idea... Because in the Milijovovich movie, that's the whole point, is like, most of the people that work for Umbrella have no idea that it's actually, like, a secret yeah. government facility well, that's creating bioweapons and bioterrorism. As far as yeah. they are aware, it's a pharmaceutical company, like, we make drugs to give people to help their lives be better. Who would have thunk that beneath all of that, they're making military-grade, you know, biohazard stuff? Yeah, and it's like, um, like Car like Carlos and them, they worked for, they were like a special, a special ops team or something like under Umbrella, and it's like they they didn't really know what was happening. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, and this is how I feel, also, with like anything when we're talking about like corporations or like conglomerates and stuff. Most of the people in the conglomerates are not aware, but there's also a lot that happens in the industry that people aren't expecting. Like, like for instance, in my field, at least, Kashi got the shaft because Kashi was supposed to be, like, a clean, healthy brand that you could go to, and then they were bought up by Kellogg's or someone that basically, like, took away their creativity and, like, turned them into just cheap crap food, and then Kashi tanked, and they ended up clawing their way back to now they're trying to do sustainable farming and they want to go organic or going towards organic where because they have seven years you know they're growing to organic standards with the transitioning thing so there's things like transitional organic where it's hey we're transitioning from the modern way of doing it to this way so that way our fields will be better so like I want to believe that there are good things but if you've played eight you know that even the bsa which was supposed to be like this neutral organization that was supposed to help in times of crises that didn't happen <laughs> yeah i mean they they were an ngo and then they became a private military corporation which was a mistake because at that point it, it was immediately <laughs> like oh you can do whatever you want yeah so but but to draw this kind of to a close we go back to like like i said before like i i see them especially with like Brittany and rose as a character using more like i call them highly functioning bow's there's like people who technically are bow's but and they have powers but they're not you know like mutating and killing people just like rampantly like they're still like people yeah and and i'm like I'm still like, damn, I wish Leon, maybe he still has part of a Plagas in him. I don't know. They could do something with him, but we shall see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him come back. 
even if he came back as like a one-off to work with Rose as again like a mentor like we said in the last thing yeah. where we were like we want Jake and Sherry I want just the old Resident Evil characters to show up on missions with her. <laughs> yeah like I I don't think they're quite done with him yet I feel like he's probably still gonna show up like somewhere in there he has to he's such a big character and, now. like his story really hasn't come to like I'd say like a close yet so we'll we'll see where it goes from there and at this point I think all of the OG Resident Evil characters are probably in their 50s and 60s based on timelines yeah not counting on chris being a bow yeah not counting on which ones are bows and how that affects like jake like probably looks a- 30 still like aging or i mean chris does look older but like i'm like i don't know he- maybe he'll just look like that forever <laughs> he'll he'll just turn gray it'll be like a i don't know if you've ever seen bulletproof monk but I don't think so. There's a character in it who's a monk, and when he loses his powers and he quote unquote ages, all that happens is that his hair turns white. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. It'll be like him in that zebra outfit in RE5. <laughs> yes. And we'll all just be like, okay, Chris. But yeah, I think that actually concludes our discussion of of Leon and his bisexualism if you know I hope I hope that you guys are enjoying this and that you you know enjoy our random ramblings about these characters and who we ship them with because that's honestly what we're here for yeah I'm sorry we go like so off topic sometimes but it's just a part of the fun it's just who we are we this is us literally every single time that we talk to each other too so don't this is not yeah. special. I promise. We're making connections. I'm connecting the synapses. I took a mushroom supplement so to connect more neurons. <laughs> I did not. I did have mushroom fake coffee though today and it tasted like coffee. Nice. So, you know. Yeah. Actually, I think because Kirsten, uh, my sister, um, knows people who do like, you know, the hallucinogenic mushrooms. Um, but she's like, but you can, like, microdose on them so you don't actually trip on them. They just help you out health-wise. And I'm like, you know, I'd be interested in that. Apparently it, like, helps connect more, like, neurons in your brain and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, give me those. Mushrooms? Mushrooms are great. They're the B.O.W.s of the real world. <laughs> Mushrooms are magical. They literally are the B.O.W.s of the real world. Fun facts. About- that's why I was... Yeah, that's why I was glad the next one was, like... Like fungi based the mutamycete. It also makes sense because one of the things that they got right about the mutamycete and fungi is that there's a fungal forest that's like two miles long and it's all connected. <laughs> yeah, like they all connect with each other and like that's that's how they like communicate. It's like through a huge brain. So I'm like the most unrealistic thing of Resident Evil Seven and Eight is the fact that Ethan didn't just randomly have voices in his head talking to him all the time. <laughs> I mean, he had Evelyn, but that's true. But that was only in Seven. And that was kind of like 50-50. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, other people who are like, the highly functioning VOWs, like Wesker, uh, Rose, Jake, Sherry, Chris, and them, I'm like, they, they, it'd be funny if they just have like a mind meeting, or they just like meet in the astral plane. <laughs> they're just like, we are going to discuss where this is going we're, to the future. We're having a meeting, there's like, they're in like all different parts of the world right now, but they can... <laughs> They can meet in this, like, 
mind pocket dimension. But Wesker would immediately derail everything because he'd be like, no, all of your ideas are bad. Mine is the only one that we're going with. Because <laughs> we all know Wesker is probably in Chris's head. He has right to now. be. It's... So he's just there, like, in the ether. And they're just like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> like, how the fuck? Alex. So, I mean, we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. I think we're nearing the close, actually, of our Resident Evil season. Yeah, I think the next one we're going to work on is probably going to focus on our favorites, Ethan and Carl uh, Heisenberg. And the great part is... And we'll probably also discuss like the other lords in Resident Evil 8 and Miranda and them. Probably like, not. I know, we, I've already... I've already talked about Mia a bunch, so I probably don't have to really do her, but... You'll still probably get snippets of it, because we have a tendency to <laughs> yeah. delve into her. I mean, it'll probably be mostly, like, Ethan and Heisenberg, because there is a lot going on between them in that game, but we'll also talk about the other lords, since they're a part of that, too. Yeah, and since you need the background of the game to kind of get where we're going with some of the stuff. Yeah. But, other than that, I think the next episode is probably going to be the probably the last of the Resident Evil series and then we'll have mm -hmm. a bonus one for you guys because we both watched the movie one of us more than once regrettably <laughs> welcome to Raccoon City <laughs> so it's gonna be a fun time discussing that that Clasterfucan I both I both I both loved and hated that movie <laughs> I did as well it's one of those that if someone's like do you want to watch it I'm like yeah but then as like... I'm watching I'm like god why did I do this like, kind of cringe. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, like, if you haven't seen Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City and you don't want it to be spoiled for you, then I recommend that when you see that bonus episode pop up, you do not listen to it. But also, if you do, I, you know, you it might flip your dial on whether or not you're going to see it or not. Uh, just know that I rented it for twenty dollars by yeah. accident, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> like you should see it. I think it's a good, like, homage to the games because they really, like, make sure the sets are accurate um, to like settings in the games. But in terms of like some of the stuff they do with the characters, kind of iffy. Yeah, just a little bit. So I'm like, it's. It's one of those things that I'm just like, my dude. So <laughs> you'll get that. And then after that, I, I actually don't know which series we're going to do. So we'll let you know that once we get there. Yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably be another video game, I would think. Probably either Kingdom Hearts or... Um, I don't know. Ace Attorney? Yeah, I was going to say, or Ace one? Attorney. Yeah. If we stick to Capcom, it will probably be Ace Attorney. If we want to... The problem with Kingdom Hearts, if we end up doing it, is that... Well, we're going to end up doing it. This is going to be, like, ten episodes. There's a lot in that series. So, like, be prepared. And Riku, Riku and Sora are going to take, like, three episodes. Or a four-hour <laughs> yeah. episode. So, like, be prepared. They have a lot going on through spanning, like, ten different games. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we will leave you guys here with more knowledge about Leon than you probably needed. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you guys. Remember to leave uh, a rating, a comment, anything spread 
the word about the podcast helps us to get more listeners and whatnot. And I hope you all have a good upcoming, uh, what's the next month? April. Yeah. And as always, if you, if there's any series that you want us to cover, feel free to comment them and let us know. And also if, you know, you guys are liking the series, then let us know too. And otherwise we hope you keep it queer. Also, this is for you, cheesecake. Thank <laughs> you.